Welcome to Wednesday. It's Ask Uncle Lee Day. All right, so if you do have any questions, drop them in the comments below and I will add them to the list. Um, but let's start with uh, some selfless self-promotion. Are you feeling tired and drained? My energy healing consultation can help you restore balance and vitality. Experience the power of energy healing and unlock the body's natural ability to heal itself. Discover a deep connection to your mind, body and spirit and embrace the renewed sense of well-being. Whether you're seeking relief from physical pain or emotional stress, an energy healing consultation is tailored to you. Experience the gentle yet powerful energy flow as it harmonizes and restores your body's natural equilibrium. Book your energy healing consultation today and embark on a journey of self-discovery and healing. Invest in your well-being and take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Okay, questions. First one is from Dimitri Isk P22. I think I got that right. Uh, hey Lee, congrats, congrats for reaching 7k subs. Thank you very much. Uh, I was wondering, what's your opinion on finding non-offensive, non-abusive information in old grimoires like the Goetia and using it in a, de de in a, sorry, in a demonology practice? For example, both me and some of my friends uh, seem to get significantly better results when we integrate into our inv invocations information from the Gresha like the days of the days the oh, excuse me the days of the moon or the incense metal color and the daytime associated with the rank of the spirit etc absolutely i mean the grimoires are um, a great source um, i would not recommend them to beginners because it gives um, somebody a, a perspective which or an approach which is very ceremonial magic in approach and that um, approach is kind of disrespectful um, as we've spoken about a lot on this channel um, but uh, you know that approach works for a lot of people so if that's the approach that someone wants to take that's fine um, but, you know, in my own personal practice, in my own understanding, respect for the spirits is very important. You give respect, you get respect back. It's really as simple as that. Um, but, yeah, as I said, I wouldn't recommend it to beginners because of the impression it gives of, you know, need, the need to control, bind, threaten the spirits, really. Um, but once you've been working with them for a while... Go back to the grimoires, um, go through the information, pick out what you can use. Um, the things like the, the timings are very, very good um, because the spirits attune to a particular frequency, um, which um, you know, is, is attuned to a particular planetary aspect, or um, and that planetary aspect has a particular metal and a color to color related to it. So um, you know, if we're doing any kind of um, invocation, whether we're, we're taking on God forms and, and things like that, um, even if we're invoking a planetary force, um, it's good to try and immerse yourself in as much um, 
or as many correspondences as you possibly can. So, you know, uh, dress your, your your temple or your altar room or just your altar and yourself maybe in the colour of that particular planet or spirit. Um, play music which is related to it. Um, uh, use a particular metal for sigils or for um, uh, pentacles or, or, or something like that. So really trying to get as many of the relevant correspondences as you can. Um, a good example of this would be using uh, Crowley's Libra 777, which has a load, load of tables all relating to um, the Kabbalistic tree, the Sephira and the, the past themselves. So it's kind of numbered and then it gives correspondences of lots and lots of different things. You can actually go in there and you can pick out the Goetia spirit that you want to work with. You can then go back and you can start finding relations to plants, to colors, to numbers, to um, animals and all, all these things. So you can you know, work through those tables to try and find all those correspondences which fit um, and relate to the same frequency as that spirit you want to work with. Um, so yes, absolutely. You know, go back into the grimoires, start looking at the timing, start looking at the correspondences. Um, timings obviously relate to the, um, the the time of the day when we, the spirit is easier to work with because their their energy attunes with that particular time. Um, from a planetary point of view, we can look at the the specific day and the specific planetary hour you want to work with the spirit. So all of those things are extremely relevant. Um, and if you go into Crowley's work, she did write the Demonolitas uh, Goetia, if, um, I believe it was called. She's also got a whole Goetia series. I'll actually put the, a link to the um, Amazon books in the description below. Um, but uh, the, there was Connolly, there was also, I think it was Percival that created a um, Demonolitas Goetia um, reference. Some other very good... Um, authors you might want to look at Rufus Opus uh, wrote a great book on the on working with the Goetia uh, which is also from that very broad um, not specifically grimoire related perspective and more respectful um, uh, Jake Stratton Kent wrote some fantastic books I'm still trying to get through all of his books um, so the, the, there's some great authors out there you can actually look at. Aaron Leach, uh, yes, I've got that name right, I think. <laughs> Suddenly questioning myself. Um, it, yeah, Aaron Leach, L-E-I-T-C-H, as far as I remember. <laughs> Just If I got that wrong, I'll correct myself later, or you correct me, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Aaron Leach, very good one. Uh, have a look at his blog post. In fact, he's mentioned in Rufus Opus's um, book on the Goetia. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty out there that, you know, have been around for many, many, many years. I mean, Rufus Opus and Aaron um, were kind of people that I followed when I was starting out with working with the Goetia and the, the um, and those spirits. Uh, the Grim, Grimwarrick, the Solomonic um, Avenue of Spirits, if we want to put it that way. Um, and, you know, the creation of the spirit box was something that I incorporated very, very early. Oh, it must have been 20 years ago, probably. Can't remember. Anyway, getting old. 
Um, so th there's yeah, there's lots of ways you can pick things out which are relevant to what you need from the grimoires themselves. And if you go into something like the Grimorium Verum, um, that is specifically one which is actually very good good grimoire, um, but definitely not good for a beginner because there's so much information missing. But um, I did I, I did announce on. A community community post a while back. I've started a Patreon page, which is like a personal diary, and on there I actually posted um, a method of working or calling the claw neck, which is based on the Grimorium Verum, uh, which is what I did several years ago. Um, and I just I didn't rem remember it exactly, so I, I kind of filled in some blanks. But it is a great method to use, but it's specifically from the Grimorium Verum, using the invocations, um, you know, calling the specific spirits and then calling um, Klornik. Um, but that's a good one because it's very much, it doesn't actually work with circles and triangles. You know, there's no um, calling the spirit into a triangle and binding it and forcing it into this space and threatening it with, you know, brimstone and whatnot. Um, the Grimorium Verum actually works more with um, talismanic type magic. Um, you know, writing out um, invocations on well, vellum or um, uh, what's the word? Parchment, parchment. Um, which now really, you know, we can get parchment, but really it's just um, uh, paper. Um, you know, that's actually an interesting thing to mention is, you know, when we read in the old books to use virgin parchment, what it what it's actually really talking about is using parchment which has not been written on yet. Because what they used to do, they used to write on, they used to take the parchment and that's what they wrote on. Um, like we write on paper now, they used to use parchment. Um, and... If they used to write on it and then they used to bleach it I think they used to bleach it but they used to remove the writing and then they used to write something else again so it was continuously used over and over again so virgin parchment meant that it had not been used yet um, it was new, new piece of parchment so that's what virgin parchment really was so if you take a clean piece of paper that in essence is virgin parchment we can get still get parchment as far as I know um so you can use that if you want to. It has um, it has a good energetic connection with it and things like that. But you know it's not always possible. Um, it can be quite expensive. So virgin parchment is now a clean piece of paper. Okay. Um, so yes, I think I've covered that one anyway. So I'm going to go on to the next question, which is number is that one uh, from Max Blizzard. Have a question. Good stuff, because this is asking for Lee. We need questions. Uh, when looking to invoke a demon, is it important to face in the direction that is noted in their correspondences? Example, uh, Belial is north, Leviathan is west. Um, my little temple, if you like, is very small, so I will find it difficult to make an altar facing to the west as I don't have the space. I have the other directions covered. Um, I know when calling the elemental kings for balancing the space, we face in their direction, but does a spirit's altar and subsequent invocations have to face that way? 
Uh, I hope that makes sense. Thanks. Um, okay, so when you're doing a working, this is beyond doing the elemental circle, calling the the five elemental kings to balance your space. This is beyond that. So you've done that. Now you want to call the spirits and work with them. Um, you we are usually directed or instructed to put the altar to that spirit in that particular direction. Uh, might be the north, might be the northwest, um, you know, southwest, whatever it is. We're usually instructed to put it in that direction. And that's usually because the energy of the spirit is in that particular direction. The reason for that actually does get quite personal. Um, you, we, we, we now have to come back to discussing the compass round. Uh, the compass round is your worldview. It's where you position things on a compass in particular directions. Um, this creates a map for our own cosmology, our own personal cosmology. So where somebody may place a, a particular spirit because they consider it to have a, a particular energy which relates to that direction, you may feel that that spirit has a different type of energy, and both are correct. Um, you know, we all have different forms of energy that relate to different people in our lives. Um, so you consider that, that same spirit to have a different type of energy and therefore you want to put it in a different position. Um, so that does also get very personal. You can follow, and it's a good idea to, when you're starting, when you're learning, to follow the book or follow the instructions by the book. Um, and then you can, you know what it's like, you know what you're doing, you know what it feels like, and then you can start adapting to your own compass. Um, but that's really what it is, is taking the altar, putting in that position. It doesn't necessarily mean having an altar to each spirit um, in the circle in, a, in different positions. It just means when you're doing a particular working with a particular spirit, put the altar in that position and dress it accordingly um, and then call the spirit so you know you I think what you what you're trying to do by the sounds of it is you're trying to have four different altars to the four different spirits all at the same time there's nothing wrong with that you can do that but it's not necessary it's not really what what we're talking about so if you are working with Leviathan you would take your altar you would put it in the West do the working, and then afterwards you move it back again to the east or the north or the south or where, wherever it is. You're in the northern hemisphere, so I would imagine probably the north. Um, so that that's really what it is. It's about the actual working you're doing at that, that particular time. Um, sorry, I just want to go back to the question... Yeah, I think that's, that's what, what you're trying to get at. Oh, um, the other thing I wanted to mention with this is um, that's one way of doing it. The other is, or the other answer to that is no, you don't have to. Um, if you are invoking a particular spirit, you don't have to face the direction that that spirit is coming from because the spirit doesn't really come from that direction. Um, you know, in in ritual, we do often open the roads or open the gates or things like that. So you know, we, we kind of have this this map with the di with the different directions, and we open the roads to the different directions, um, so we can go to those places. Um, 
But when you are working with spirit and you want to petition the spirit and bring it in to add its energy to a particular thing, whatever it is, um, you don't have to face that direction. A lot of the rituals do instruct us to do that, and that's fine, you know. Um, that's kind of working on the principle of opening the road in that direction. The energy flows along that particular line, that particular current. But the spirits are not positioned or placed in specific directions. Um, they are fifth dimensional, and therefore they are everywhere at the same time. Um, and time is not even real, so I can't even say that. Um, so you can sit down at your altar, whichever direction you're facing, whichever direction it is facing, and call any spirit. Um, there's no need to turn yourself around type of thing. Um, that's that's more useful for people who do have a very, very small space. They've only got space enough to spin around in and sit down, basically. Um, but even then, if you want to face the direction, you can. You can just turn your body around. But, as I said, not absolutely necessary. All right, so I think that gets to that, that question. And I'm going to leave it there for this week because next next few questions actually are from just check the name oral sensations there's four specific questions so I'm going to do those all in one video um, so I'm going to leave this one here today and I'll see you next time have a good one for now cheers bye bye